My friends, it's Sean Vig with the Fitness Unleashed with Sean podcast. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more about me, you can always check out my website at seanvigfitness.com. That's in the description below where you can download my free fitness app, check out my online training program, Sean's Vault Free for 14 Days, and browse my collection of books. Okay, I have a very special guest today. We were just chatting a little bit before the, uh, we officially started the podcast about how we've kind of known each other for many years but never really talked. So this is very exciting. Uh, the one and only Melissa Bender. Hi, Melissa. Hi, everybody. Hi, Sean. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> and we both, just, I'm going to give you the quick blurb about her in a moment, but we were both just mentioning that we both get a little socially awkward sometimes. So we'll see what comes out in the podcast. But to know a little <laughs> bit more about Melissa Bender, Melissa started Bender Fitness in 2000, 2011 and is a licensed occupational therapist and a certified yoga instructor. She was an assistant coach for high school cross country. And she says that health is one of the most influential aspects of quality of life. And she loves empowering people to make their lives better. She's been married for eight years to Tom Cruise. We'll talk about that in a little bit <laughs> and has a two year old son who may or may not have been named after Tom Cruise. So again, welcome, Melissa. It's so exciting to have you here on the Fitness Unleashed with Sean podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's always good to talk to like-minded people. Yes, there's really only a handful of us. I say this a lot that are kind of crazy enough to do what we do. <laughs> True. In, in relation to workout videos and basically running your very own online fitness brand. Mm-hmm. And you said you've been doing it eight years. Yes. Does that include uh, videos? Or I guess we can jump right into it. because you, you and I have a lot to flesh out here on the podcast. And Bender Fitness, how did that come to be? Okay, so Bender Fitness was actually conceptualized a few years before I started it. But initially, it was going to be only yoga. Um, but then I entered graduate school. And uh, basically, my schedule was I had classes for almost eight hours a day. So it was a full time job, plus an hour commute each way. So we're talking 10 hour days. So all of a sudden doing, you know, 60 to 90 minutes of yoga plus running was not within my time budget. So I had to conceptualize and start creating my own workouts. And I found that they were super effective. Everyone was asking me about what I was doing, what I changed. And so my concept of making a yoga um, video website turned into Bender Fitness. Okay, so you just answered the question I had. When you first thought of Bender Fitness, you were thinking videos only, teaching uh, all around? Uh, both. I, it was actually, well, it still is. But um, initially, the videos were always going to be a key component because I had been teaching yoga. It was something that I had to stop during grad school for a while just because of time. Um, so I really missed that teaching component. But then in occupational therapy, we look at, uh, at the progression of health uh, as primary, tertiary, secondary. I skipped, I uh, mixed up secondary and tertiary. But basically, you talk about um, working on the preventative level of health by keeping people healthy so they don't develop illnesses. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking about kind of the social justice aspects of fitness and peace, people's ability to access fitness. And I wanted to impact the world, which is mm -hmm. a really grand statement. 
you know, but that was kind of a big part of the root of forming Bender Fitness. Very good. Well, if you're going to do something, I would say be bold about it, especially if you really believe in it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, nobody wants a yoga instructor or a fitness instructor who hems and haws and doesn't really have any confidence in what they're doing or any kind of teacher. So that, that's a good place to start. Back it up a few years. Okay. Um, Melissa Bender in high school. Were you a very athletic person? How did you first? <laughs> <laughs> how did you first get into health and fitness? That's a good. People ask me that one a lot. Also, it's a good question. Okay, so you're gonna laugh, but in in high mm-hmm. school, <laughs> I opted out of gym classes um, because you can I was do able, that. I was able to take dance as my gym class elective. So I chose to do dance instead because like you, I came from a performing arts background. Originally, my major was actually musical theater. <laughs> I, I think uh, you sing sometimes or people have told me that you sing. I do sing. I, when I was younger, I sang in a few operas and I, I love singing. But um, since I rarely do it now, I don't have the same you know, vocal range and everything that I used to. It does suffer after a while. It does. So in high school, you did, did you do shows, musical theater shows? Oh, yeah. All of them. All that I could be in. (laughs) All of them. Shows, theater, uh, theater shows, musical theater shows, chorus, triple trio was like our little audition based group of singers. Um, I sang in the Pittsburgh Girls Choir. Whatever I could do. Yeah. Okay. So you took voice lessons also in high school. Um, I didn't take voice lessons until I was preparing for my college auditions. Uh, Mm -hmm. I wish that I would have earlier because I think they're hugely useful. I just, we, uh, we were not a super wealthy family growing up. So it just wasn't in the budget until I got a job and started paying for them myself. That's very smart. I didn't know that. Uh, as you said, you and I haven't spoken, but I, I, you know, this podcast, I say it's health and fitness, of course, but also anything else that inspires me to keep moving. And a big one is because I've worked as a professional theater uh, or professional actor, singer, dancer for many, many years. Mm -hmm. So anything that pertains to that, and we can talk about that also, the, it definitely gives you a leg up to have all of that experience on stage auditions, the breath for singing, the presence, uh, how to even turn your head when you're on stage. It, it uh, bleeds into how you film also when you film a workout video that you're always presenting in a very professional manner. Mm -hmm. And I really think that it does help because it helps you to learn how to be comfortable on camera. Um, And then just as an aside, but my husband's degree is actually in theater. He is a phenomenal actor. I didn't know this. Yeah. He's so good. You're you're like celebrities, celebrities, (laughs) fitness performers. I, my wife sings a little bit. She did some Missoula children's theater. Oh, that's um, wonderful. And Addie's very dramatic, but oh yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like to get Jillian some videos so like we could sing together or something. Oh, that would be that fun. That would be so nice. I would love to. I would watch. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a favorite role? You said you did so many roles. Um, the, I, when I was in my senior year, we did um, Alice in Wonderland, and I was the Mad Hatter. Oh, and that was fun. a that was a fun one. And then like in college, I only did one one full length film. It was an independent film, but I had the lead and it was a horror movie, um, which I don't know that my acting was necessarily good in it. But I really enjoyed the process and kind of learning more about what happens in on film versus what happens on stage, because it's very different. 
it's so different. It, it's very different. Did you, it was a horror film. Did you have to scream a lot? Um, only a little bit at the end. <clears throat> have you not, showed? Not too much. Have you showed your followers this video? This movie? I have not because I don't have a copy of it. <laughs> oh, what a shame. I need to. I actually recently emailed the director to see if I could get a copy of it. Um, because I feel this is back in what? 2007 I think Mm -hmm. so going back 11 years so this was actually like filmed on film not on digital like VHS tape Uh, I you know I don't remember I don't know exactly what they did I don't think it was VHS but I just know I don't have a digital copy and I'm gonna have to see if he uh if I can get a hold of the director and get a copy that would be I will share yes that would be wonderful because I've talked about that a lot that what you learn in live theater and film also, it really gives you and I uh, a leg up when we start to want to take it into film and film production and how to present Mm -hmm. in front of the camera and how to impart ideas in the clearest, most straightforward way, which is fitness because you just don't want a fitness instructor that hems and haws. And I don't like somebody with bad diction. That drives me crazy if I can't (laughs) understand the person, what Mm -hmm. they're saying. I agree with that. Okay, so you opted out. You did dance, but mm-hmm. dance. Uh, what kind of dance did you do? That because that's very graceful. It's very strong. Takes a lot of practice. A little bit of everything. So in our in high school, um, our dance classes included um, ballet and jazz primarily. And then my senior year, again, when I was prepping for my college auditions, I uh, added in some beginner tap ballet technique and then in college I was actually the co-captain of a dance team so we did like parade performances and and festival performances uh just you know a fun way to continue doing what I enjoyed doing Mm -hmm. and you said it was the college audition so you you said you were going in as a music theater major I was yeah yep and then um I actually I was going to go to school in New York City So I was accepted. I got a scholarship to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy, AMDA. And then I worked with a lot of people from AMDA. Yeah, it's a good school. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it was literally right. They have a a trimester. So I was supposed to start in October of 2001. So I have to admit that 9-11 really freaked me out, you know, Mm -hmm. as as it did for for everybody. but it kind of made me question if I wanted to be in New York City because I'm originally from New York. Um, you are from the city? From about 13 miles outside of the city. So anyone from the city would tell you I'm from upstate. <laughs> <laughs> That's way up there. So yep. is that Westchester County? Um, Rockland County. Rockland. So go across the Hudson River. Right. Okay. You're Wow. Okay. And what, going back in, what brought you to the Pittsburgh area? My mom moved here for work. Okay. So yeah, we've been here. I I went to high school in Pennsylvania. So I've been here for, you know, more than half of my life. Okay. I've driven across Pennsylvania once. It's beautiful. It's a big state. It is. It is. (laughs) I spent a week at Gettysburg. That was back in 2004. Actually, it was an ex-girlfriend of mine. She lives up in Westchester County. That's what I was asking. Because I used to go up there quite a bit. And we did like a Civil War tour from Florida all the way up to where her parents lived in Westchester. And we stopped at Gettysburg, planned to spend like a day there. We ended up spending a whole week because there was so much to see. It was really incredible. Oh, yeah. Beautiful area. It is. Pennsylvania is a beautiful state. 
It does. It reminds me, I grew up in Wisconsin, and it's very similar where I grew up in the lacrosse area of Wisconsin. A lot of rolling hills, very green, a lot of rivers, mm-hmm. and very friendly people, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So you auditioned for college. When did, when did yoga rear its head in all of this? Um, so sometime yoga started while I was still on the dance team. So when I was an undergrad, I started doing yoga and I absolutely fell in love um, because I always loved stretching and, uh, you know, that component of dance and yoga to me combined a lot of the elements of dance with fitness. Um, mm-hmm. And I just found it so such a beautiful practice. It made me feel so good on so many levels. It's such a different body awareness, uh, mm-hmm. the discipline itself. It's hard to explain yoga. You can talk about it. You can show pictures and videos, but nothing compares to actually doing it. Mm-hmm. I, the same way for me, too. I, I was a singer-actor, and I knew I had to become the triple threat, where you can also dance. And I was very heavy on my feet. And I used to go to New York a lot to audition and play around. It was, you know, all the actors would go to New York in between jobs. And I started taking uh, dance classes, jazz classes at Broadway Dance Center. And did you ever go there in New York? I didn't, but I've heard it's great. Yeah, it's right. Back then, the Hard Rock Cafe was next door. I don't know if it's still there, but that's where I first started doing uh, Sue Samuels. She was the instructor. She was, she was a lot of fun. And we would do a lot of yoga. I really didn't know what it was at first, yoga and even some Pilates mixed in. And like you said, it, it made perfect sense. It, mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't a discipline that had a big distance to the dance and the movement. They, they, they went so beautifully together. They did. Yeah, they, they really do. I love it so much. By the way, I teach yoga at, um, at Penn State Beaver, and I always share your information, your website with my students oh, as a you. resource for them so they could practice their yoga outside of class. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's very nice. Do you, what kind of yoga do you do with them? Um, Hatha yoga. We, we explore a lot of different types of yoga, actually, during the class, because it's, it's a credited class, so they have to you know, oh, it's part do, of the curriculum. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's part of the kinesiology um, credits that they do. So we do practice some power yoga. We do at least one Ashtanga yoga day, um, but primarily it's Hatha yoga. How often or how many classes a week do you teach there? Um, right this semester, I teach two credited classes and then one, one general fitness class that anyone on campus can come to. And then next semester, I'll, do, I'll be teaching three credited classes, and then, again, still the one fitness class. Excellent. And how do you find them reacting to it? Have many of them already been doing yoga, or is it kind of cold turkey for a lot of them? So this semester is my beginner yoga. So most of them had never tried yoga before. In the spring, I do advanced yoga, so those, peop- those students will have been exposed to it. But it is one of the most beautiful things to see because I have them do a weekly journal, So I get to kind of hear their thoughts on the process and, um, you know, see what their changes are, not only physically, like they laughed at me at the beginning of the semester when I said, you will be able to do crow pose. You will be able to do, you know, crow is the one that scares everybody. And um, why is that going upside down? People are fearful. They think they don't have the strength and the balance and they're afraid. Are you saying crow where you lean forward yeah. on your hands or all yeah, the way some... up into a handstand? 
No, not a, we do practice handstands, but we practice that supported initially. Um, but mm-hmm. crow pose where you're on your your elbows with your balance on your hands, but your feet are off the ground. Okay, yeah, that is intimidating. Uh, I had a lady I used to teach at Walt Disney World. She fell forward during mm-hmm. crow pose, scared it's... that scared the hell out of me. Oh, uh, it is and she scary, was fine. Yeah. She tumbled, and I'm I'm sure you are also. Like, look don't do this right mm-hmm. now. You can do this instead. You can do this instead. Don't go to crow. And she, she tumbled right oh. over. That was at the feature animation building, but she was okay. I think she it's was all scary, right. It's scary though. Cause I do that. I teach them a crow prep and I actually just tested them on it on Friday, which I, I'm, I don't feel very good about testing in yoga, but it's mm-hmm. required. Um, you know, because it is accredited class, I do have to test them in some That's form. different, isn't it? You actually it have is. to give them parameters. Yeah. They have to cross these certain lines. Yeah. But for crow, I told them, like, you can do crow prep. If you don't feel comfortable going upside down, as long as you can show me the prep and that you understand this pose, you're you're getting the credit. Like, you will never be graded on how well you perform a pose because that's the antithesis uh, of yoga. I remember that. The Onion. I used to love reading The Onion. Do you ever? It's a satirical yeah. magazine or newspaper. They were out of Wisconsin, but they had one about yoga years ago. It was about all these yogis trying to compete with each other. Like, who mm-hmm. is the most serenest? Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I think I've mentioned that before. I like that. Um, <laughs> because... Yeah, you don't want to push these people. It's certainly not the philosophy of yoga. Like, you have to be inverted or you won't cl- uh, pass this class. Yeah, no. So I, I told them, you can do any modification. You can ask me for any modification. All you're being tested on is that you know what the poses are and what the appropriate modification for yourself is. That's very, well, it's a lifelong practice. So they can exactly do, do you find that they do it at home or... A lot, of them on their do. Own. a lot of them do, or they're at, at least adding the meditation because we do practice our meditation every class as well. Um, but they're noticing just based on, you know, what the feedback they're giving me, they're noticing, you know, improved calmness, improved study habits. If they're studying, they might take a break and do, you know, one or two sun salutations. And that is phenomenal to hear as a teacher. And what, what's the age range? Are these like 18 to 22 or yeah, like mixed I'd say range? It's, there's a little bit of a mix. I, I have a couple students that are older, but um, that's about right. Okay. I've noticed in my, the classes I teach here in Colorado, my age range actually is probably 50 to 70 something in my regular so class. Nice. And they are wonderful because they are consistent. They're so aware of everything. Like if they have an ache or pain, they don't push through it. They pull back. They do other things. They cross train all the time. Sometimes if somebody a little younger, maybe 18 to 22 comes into class, they, I mean, they're very surprised at how challenging it is yes. when you're holding poses, when you're flowing. And then all of a sudden I'm switching into Pilates and I'm switching to this and that. And they're looking around like, how are all these people doing this? And I said, mm-hmm. well, they do it every day. They're focused on that because they're so much more aware of their health and fitness. Oh yeah. So have you taught all, all different, have you ever, have you taught yoga to kids? I have. Yes. Actually, when I was in um, grad school, my, it's not a thesis paper. We did like a, uh, um, a poster presentation at our professional organization. So POTA and we were accepted to AOTA, but we didn't present there, but it was on yoga and its impact on self-regulation in children. Self-regulation. Yes. That's and Maverick technical. does yoga all the time. 
Does he do it with you or naturally? Both. He does it with me and naturally. And then sometimes on uh, like on the Amazon Prime, the Fire Stick, they have like a, I forget what it's called, maybe Cosmic Yoga for Kids or something. So sometimes I'll just put that on and, and if he runs around, it's fine. If he wants to do some of the poses, he likes that too. Mm-hmm. Well, the kids do a lot of it naturally. I mean, well, it's child's oh, yeah. pose named after that, but mm-hmm. kids do happy baby. They do down dogs. They do up dogs. They do twists. Mm-hmm. Something my, my philosophy on fitness is always, well, go back to how you were as a kid and yep. running, crawling, jumping, leaping, playing where you're using your whole body. And you never thought, oh, I'm doing fitness. I'm getting fit. You mm-hmm. moved because you enjoyed and loved moving so much. Exactly. And that's really, that's, fitness and health in its purest form it is and it's body weight i mean you might hang on things but you're biking and hanging and um do your your um students do they know i mean obviously they know that you have a big online presence too i imagine they follow do you do they do your workouts when they don't see you in class so sometimes I actually, I will tell them that I'm a blogger, but I don't give them my information. So if they look me up, then they come in and they go, how did you get so many followers on YouTube or Instagram? <laughs> or they'll be like, you're Insta famous. Uh, you, know. you know, they probably um, want to learn how you did that because yeah, it's all about social media now. It is. And it, that's a whole, whole other aspect of the experience. But um, in my to go back to your question, in my the other class I teach this semester is exercise for stress management. So for that class, we do do um, some of my like hit workouts one week. We do low impact workouts one week, yoga workouts a different week. So those weeks they work out with me, but then they also get to do a cardio week and a strength training week because we have um, a gym on campus. Mm-hmm. And the yoga studio is right where we do our class is right across from there. So we kind of incorporate both the gym and uh, different style body weight workouts. Okay. So this is on campus. Do you teach, uh, you had mentioned that you, you did teach cross country. Yes. Uh, or you taught it. How, was that, uh, were you the coach, your assistant coach? Assistant did you do, coach. Yeah. Okay. You did so, uh, conditioning with them? Uh, actually we did sometimes, but mainly it was the running. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Jesse's a runner. He, yes. uh, he was nationally ranked in college and, uh, you know, went to States and everything and, and nationals. Uh, and so his coach recruited both of us to assistant cross country coach. Um, so we would actually run with the kids. I would do conditioning with the kids. Uh, I loved it. It mm-hmm. was really wonderful. Great training. It's kind of a missing link for me. I've reached out to some local high schools here, but it's difficult to try to get in. I think there's a lot of red tape. And of course, they already have coaches. Yeah. And it seemed like you need to know people. If you can get some networking going and they Mm -hmm. can recommend you because I had sent some emails, but I don't even know if they went to the right people. But I, I, I do so much of this online for athletes condition training and i'd love to do more hands-on i have been more but that's that's a great experience for you to be able to do that it is i definitely would recommend you know trying to meet and greet with people if you can um even if you you know were at a meet and you got to talk to the coach the the coach who recruited us actually coached jesse in high school and he is I refer to him on Instagram all the time as my running guru because mm-hmm. any question I have, I ask him. He still coaches. Okay. 
No, that's good. I'll, I, I was thinking about just going into the high school, one of the local ones with my business card and talking to some people. I have no problem doing that. I mean, you and I both are, I imagine like me, you're always promoting. Mm-hmm. We're always talking up what we do. We're very proud of the work we do and we want to keep sharing it with more and more people. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I want to ask you this, as we said, the handful of people out there who are crazy enough to <laughs> do what we do. Uh, what was your first video? How did that come about? So what was it? My very first, first video, video was sun salutations. So, you know, do what you know. I was really comfortable with yoga. Um, I'll have to send it to you because you can tell how nervous I was. You know, being on camera is an acquired skill and it's different than acting. You know this. When you're mm-hmm. acting, you're a character and you're saying lines. When you're talking to the camera, you're having a conversation and you're hoping to connect with whoever it is that decides to work out with you, you know, because they're putting their faith in you to help them with through their workout. Right. Mm-hmm. So you you want to be personable and speak to them. Um, but there's a certain awkwardness when you're first getting used to staring into a camera <laughs> and the, just speaking like someone else is there. The camera is really impersonal. I, 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 I can't speak that well. I can speak well now on a podcast because I'm looking out the window at the mountains and the snow, but I've done a lot of vlogs on camera and that's where I'm just sitting there talking. And I, I have a hard time sometimes I'll do like five or six takes. I get so into my own head and mm-hmm. I don't like looking at a camera. I'd rather have a conversation like this with you where we can have a give and take. That's where the ideas come out. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's so hard. I'd actually like to do more vlogs. I have ideas all the time. And then I, I get so uncomfortable with, like you said, just that aspect of speaking to the camera and worrying if I'm if I'm rambling or if I'm going mm. on a tangent or because I, I don't want to, in this case, have a script like I have my ideas yeah. written out or formed, you know, before I would record myself. But it's, again, a whole new world. I think it's some too much awareness also that you and I come from theater backgrounds where it's you, you look over here, you say your lines, you do this, you do that, you're blocked. And that gets in my head. It, 98% of the time, my acting, my theater background helps me so much in everything. But sometimes it gets me overthinking. Mm-hmm. And I, I see the words I'm saying and I think, oh, Sean, you're just babbling and you're boring everybody. And what, what are you talking about? <laughs> and the best way I think, I've never done this, but it would be interesting. I said, I should just take a shot of whiskey or something and just start talking. Because you do your best. I find this in fitness too, when you're not, you're feeling you're feeling it but not overanalyzing it yes yes and that's the nice thing about working out intensely on camera is even if you start out overanalyzing it you can't keep doing that throughout (laughs) exactly (laughs) and let me tell everyone who's listening that you I mean we had talked about you do yoga workouts but you do a lot of very intense boot camp workouts yes and high intensity interval training where you're in your you have that what, what would you call that? Like a pumpkin spice color in the background? Yes. Yes. It's That's, like an, a, an orange yes. spicy. I love orange. It's it my looks favorite like color. Thanksgiving. Yes, it does. Uh-huh. That's a good and- description. And you Although I'm considering time. changing it, but I, that's a whole other story. But yes, I do real time. <laughs> so anytime I, I film my workouts with, you know, the rare exception of the camera stopped and I have to <laughs> refilm the end or something. You never all, know what's going to happen. Exactly. So it's one continuous straight through shot. 
what you see is what you get, how sweaty I am, how out of breath I am, which, you know, inevitably there's going to be someone on YouTube going, she can't even do her own workout. Oh, can you? <laughs> the, yeah, those comments sometimes are so yeah. funny. I'm like, here, videotape yourself doing it, not just doing it, but speak all the way through it. Exactly. And speak clearly and talk about everything that you're doing in that moment. Because it's it's the breath. And I live mm-hmm. I live at 8,000 feet up here. So that's oh, a yeah. whole... Oh, my goodness. Added uh, training element. <laughs> so, I know, if you do a Tabata or a HIIT mm-hmm. workout here in my driveway, I can do it. But for about two days after, my throat is still sore from the dryness mm-hmm. and the lack of oxygen. But it's fun to talk about. But after a little while in the video, you can't even talk sometimes. I want to say something, you know, uh-huh. something random or funny. I'm like, oh, forget it. I can't. I have to stick with what I'm doing. I can't talk about anything else. Yep. Oh, yeah. I feel you. Sometimes I'll... Uh recently since I had my son occasionally I'll put up my own video on YouTube which is really weird but the the one motivating thing is you always want to beat yourself as far as how many reps you get in Mm -hmm. but it's easier since when I just do the workout I don't have to talk (laughs) so that might be why I get in more reps you have I've never done that I I saw you post that on Facebook Mm -hmm. a while back so you actually put on one of your workouts and then follow along to Melissa Bender yeah, every once in a while. And not like as an as an often regular thing, but sometimes it's easier than, you know, writing it out on the board because my son will erase the board or like move <laughs> my timer or right now I use the timer on my phone. So he knows how to swipe things away and turn things off. How they learn that so little, I have no idea. Well, he doesn't he he observes everything, doesn't he? Oh, uh, everything. He's so smart. Oh my goodness. But yeah, it's a, it's very strange. Like, but again, with working out, because you are working at such a high intensity, you, I like, I'm able to forget that it's me on the screen and not worry about, cause I actually, I never watch my videos when I upload them. It's too weird. <laughs> I, I never watch after I edit them and upload, I never go back and watch mm-hmm. and you'll get comments. Say this is on YouTube. You get a comment mm-hmm. and they'll put in a time like, Oh, at three, they'll just put 337, he did this or did that. I'm like, what am I doing? And it's, yeah. it's really interesting to go look. I'm like, oh, for some reason, I film outside. The biggest thing, um, people always say, oh, fart. At, really? <laughs> at 338, <laughs> fart. I'm like, no. Because <laughs> I, I, I moved, we moved here to Colorado from Florida. So I filmed outside. I film outside all the time. Filmed mm-hmm. outside in Florida, so many bugs. So bugs that go by the microphone, zoom, zoom, all the time. And like, you know, did you do, I always say no, but did you like the workout? How'd the mm-hmm. workout treat you? They usually don't answer that. Like, hey, yeah, farted. That's oh, their, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you get <laughs> all different kinds that view your videos. Uh, you and I could probably talk for hours about the different kinds of comments that we can get. Oh, yeah. They can range from amazing to horrifying. <laughs> horrifying. I know. Yeah. I think you, you've had some problems. Did you have? Yeah, I did. I had to actually report someone to the police in Mm. back in like May. Uh, So that was scary. That that was probably the only time that I've really had to second guess. Like, is this something I want to continue doing? Because you know, in our day and age, you you are exposing yourself to who you don't know who. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So. But, you know, ultimately, I, I'm passionate about what I do. I love what I do. So I wasn't going to let some scary stranger scare me away from it. 
Yeah, that, that's a tough one because you can say, well, that happens. But when it happens to you, it does it changes the rules. <clears throat> it, it's a different feeling. And you you have you're married and you have a two year old son. So. Yeah. And having my son definitely that I think was the difference between previous, you know, creepy or scary comments versus like, you know, someone making threatening comments to me. And is this going to impact my child? Or, yeah. you know, God forbid, worst case scenario, have someone take me away from my child, you know, mm-hmm. so you never want that. But, you know, you do what you can. And that's, that's, I should express that is a very rare, like in all of my years in doing this, there was only one comment I've ever seen that was that, that scary. It's true, though, that the, well, comments like that, of course, and also, uh, I hardly ever get, I'm, negative comments but they do come mm-hmm. and those are the ones you can get a hundred great comments and there's one in there like somebody going berserk or and sometimes i i want to engage them like no i don't i don't need to do that usually i just delete it especially yeah. if they're swearing somebody a big one is this isn't beginners f-bomb 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 <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a big one i just delete it Be, uh i mean the christian in me sometimes wants to say hey let me recommend something but if you're gonna come on and just start swearing and mm-hmm. if you don't use good grammar i don't like that if you do yeah. like one big run-on sentence i'm like oh no let's get out of there but i i think it's better if they're really hostile don't engage yeah and i go back and forth forth with that i i t- typically don't engage i actually um for a while i just had to stop reading my comments like i would read them sometimes usually the ones when i when i freshly post a video those are fine it's always like a video that I did 10 years ago. I haven't even been filming for 10 years, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's years some random. Ago. Exactly. And, and so, someone who's not a follower, they happen to find yeah. you in a search or you pop up. Cause you, as I said, you have a very big presence on YouTube. So mm-hmm. if I type in hit or cardio stuff, you, you'll probably get a lot of Melissa Bender workouts. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> but, who knows how the al- algorithm, uh, how do you say it? algorithms work? Oh yeah. They're crazy these days. But, um, but yeah, in, in general though, it's, it's mainly very supportive, very kind people. Um, I think uh, it's probably different as a male doing this than as a female, uh, you know, cause I, the, the types of comments that I deal with are probably a little bit different as far mm-hmm. as the negative ones, but you know, people are people in general and the people who actually follow are some of the most wonderful supportive people they literally their comments their check-ins they warm my heart and make me feel so joyful Uh uh-huh and you know them even though you've never met them Mm -hmm. uh, you know them i have a those certain people the names keep popping up and it's it's a different feeling because you don't speak to them in person you don't look at them in person but they're always there it's very comforting and it gives you inspiration um so how did you and jesse meet then um (laughs) so i laugh because uh we both went to point park university so it's a small college and he being a runner like literally they have like a i don't know maybe a, a five foot poster of him hanging in the lobby and really? yeah of him running um <laughs> and they every when we were in college is when he was winning na- or not winning nationals but competing in nationals and so he was always on like our college magazine that they'd send out and so he added me on facebook and i was like oh i recognize him from you know seeing him around but so i let him be my friend 
And this is back when, when <laughs> Facebook, uh-huh. I did. This is when Facebook um, was only open to colleges. So yeah. it wasn't open to the public yet. Isn't that crazy to think about that? Yeah. But so, you know, it was, when I say I let him be my friend, it's because it wasn't, you know, like the big, so it was a social network, obviously, but not on the level that it is now. Um, but I had a boyfriend, so he hit on me and I was like, no, no, I have a boyfriend. And he hit on you on Facebook. He did not like, he wasn't, you know, creepy, aggressive about it, obviously, or he, he wouldn't have stayed on my friends list, but Uh (laughs) he just was like, Hey, you know, we go to point park. I forget what he said. He was very kind and polite. And when I, when he, uh, you know, uh, seemed interested and I said, I had a boyfriend, he was respectful of that. Mm-hmm. so lo and behold however long later we'd actually about six months after we graduated we finally uh went on our first date because i was single and he asked me out you know oh i wished him a birth a uh, happy birthday and i guess then you know he looked on my profile and it said single so he was <laughs> like oh okay boom yeah. yeah facebook reveals all doesn't it it does it tells people all kinds of things about you well, it tells them what you want them to know but Mm-hmm. I, I sometimes people put it's complicated. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, it's complicated. Well, everything's complicated that if you true. want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I I can see you two on your first date going for a run. <laughs> that I actually didn't run until we were together. Um, he's a big reason that I run and that I love running. Uh, mainly because when I ran with him, I had it in my brain that I was going to be able to walk out the door and run three miles. Now, really? Yeah. I don't know why I thought that because <laughs> I didn't run. Um, and at the time I was a flight attendant. So I had gone from being active on the dance team to, I quit that when I became a flight attendant. So for like, at this point, maybe six or seven months, I've been doing like no exercise, maybe a little bit of yoga. All right. So wait a minute. You were, was this, you were in college this is right after college. Right after college. So you graduated yeah. and your major, was it still music theater? No, it was psychology and English. <laughs> psychology and English. Your English is very good. And Thank I you. was an English major too, but it, it was way too much reading because I was also a theater and mm-hmm. music major. So oh, that's I a lot. couldn't, yeah. doing rehearsals and doing shows, I'm like, I can't read the Canterbury Tales all night. I have to do this other stuff. Plus when you're an actor, you want to go out and do things all the time. Oh, yeah. So you graduated, and then how did how did the flight attendant school come in? Um, so I I just kind of thought it would be a fun job, <laughs> and it came up in you know I'm looking for psychology jobs. Which once you have your undergrad degree in psych, you realize like how little you can actually do with an undergrad degree in psych. You can get but, a master's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which you know eventually I did, but in occupational therapy. But uh, so when I was looking at all of the job listings, I actually saw the listing for flight attendant. And I was like, oh, well, that sounds fun. I'm going to go try that. And they hired me. So I I did that for a while. Where did you travel to? Were you domestic or international? Yep. Domestic. The only international I did was Mexico and Canada. Okay. Did you, were you doing fitness in? Were you exercising a lot? Because that's a big one too. People who travel a lot, pilots, flight attendants, how do they stay uh, in healthy shape. and fit in shape yeah. while they're sitting so much and flying into all these different areas that they don't know. So that was actually a big part of my wake up call because um, I didn't exercise and I was thin. I was actually probably even thinner at that point uh, because your, your schedule is so hectic. It's hard to eat. 
you know, when you are eating, it's kind of literally on the fly. Um, so when, whenever I went for this run with Jesse, I realized how much fitness I had lost. I could only go for two to three blocks before I had to stop and walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hated it. I thought it was like a form of torture, but I'm very stubborn. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like how bad I was at it. And I recognized that, you know, at this point, I'm what, 20, 24, 25 years old, I'm mid 20s. So like, to not be able to run more than three blocks was was very frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my, my wake up call to get myself back into fitness, you know, at that point, I wasn't dancing anymore. So I focused more on the yoga. And then, you know, eventually on the hit workouts. Have you ever had anybody that watches your videos that would remember you from when you were a flight attendant? Oh, you know what? No one's mentioned that. Um, that would maybe. be really neat. I do have people. I like. I'm still friends with people who I went to my flight attendant training with and and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, it's it's definitely possible. Or people, I've I've run into people at random places like Walmart or Target or even a Comic Con that do my workouts. Oh, and that's that, always so cool. Isn't that neat? I've had that happen a number of times. Mm-hmm. Isn't that an interesting? feeling where someone says comes up and says they know who you are it is it's so nice and it's it's always surprising like I'm always like what me are you, and you sure and you cross that that's the invisible line that you, we we film videos and we shoot them out there all the time mm-hmm. and blogs and then all of a sudden boom the worlds collide mm-hmm. we're not type writing on youtube or emails where actually somebody says I do your workouts I was just in New York a few weeks ago at LaGuardia, when I was leaving, the guy who was checking IDs, uh, he goes, I know who you are. I follow your workouts all the time. That, what, a, what a great way to cap the trip. It was that wonderful. Is. And funny, when I was walking up there, I'm like, that guy's in really good shape. I was thinking that. And, he go, he, and I handed him my license, and he, he was a little shy. He's like, I know who you are. That's so cool. And I said, but- well, you know, the, it was a big line. I said, send me a message. Let me know that we met. I would have liked to have taken a photo, but it's TSA. I don't know the rules. Yeah, I'm not sure. But that was a, that was a real treat. Again, bridging that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, so a guy, he worked for TSA at LaGuardia, does my stretching stuff. That's so awesome. I had, um, this is so funny. My old job required me to do, well, it was optional, but if you wanted a discount on your health insurance, you were required to do health screenings. So I call into this company that does the health screening and you have to tell them your workout habits. And the girl says to me, Oh, Melissa Bender, that's the same name as the, as the fitness person. I was like, yeah, that's me. And she was like, no, no, it's not. And I was like, I was like, no, it's really me. Those are my workouts. And she, she was like, Oh, Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Well, you don't need to do this. <laughs> well, There's I got a really good health Melissa report. Bender. So. <laughs> you know, it's a good name, Melissa Bender. That's, that's a really good uh, actor name and also fitness name. It's, Thank you. It's much easier it, than my, uh, my maiden name was. <laughs> what is that? Deloey. Deloey, Delo- yeah. Melissa Deloey. I mean, you could make it work, yeah. but Bender, I, hard consonants are good. Bender. Yeah, I like Cause, it. Because you say it all the time. I did a mm-hmm. collaboration once because my name is Sean Vig. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really obscure French name. And I've done a lot, like you and I have done some collaborations where we film videos and then splice them together. I won't say who it was, but she, she did 
uh, we did the videos and she introduced me as Sean Vig. I, I think I saw that one. You, and it, it was so strange because I say my name at the beginning of every workout I ever do, every workout. And I wonder, I'm like, did she, does she even watch my workouts? Why did she mm-hmm. want to do a collaboration with me? <laughs> Sean Vig. And I grew up with everybody butchering my name anyway. When I played hockey and sports, mm-hmm. they would butcher it. So well, we've been talking almost 50. We should, we got, we need to do a part two at a later date. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Let me, because I want to ask you, I, I like to ask a few random questions at the end, but one more question I do want to ask you, because I, I find this is very intriguing, especially because you teach all the time. You're, you're raising Maverick. You're, you're filming videos. How do you, how does your personal workouts, how do those work? How do you slip those in? Okay. So since, so the, the premise of my website is actually that what you see as far as my workouts, that's actually what I do. Um, so that typically when you see me working out and part of the reason I work so intensely when I'm on camera is because th- these are the actual workouts I do to get in shape and to stay in shape. Um, now, since having Maverick, uh, it's much more difficult to film. That's much more challenging. And also since I'm teaching at Penn State um, now, I'm doing the the two yoga classes a week and then the body blast class each week mm-hmm. and, and uh, <clears throat> the exercise for stress management workouts. So it's a little bit different, but I typically will actually film some of the workouts that I give to my students, you know, a few weeks later. So you'll still like anyone who follows my workouts will still end up seeing those actual workouts that I've done, just not so much in real time. Before having Maverick, everything was real time. Like if I filmed that workout, it would be up the next day and you would see this is the workout that I did last night. This is how many times I went through it. Is that how you do it then? Do you film and usually upload that one right away or do you film many weeks or months ahead of time? So I typically film it and use it right away. Now that I've now after having Maverick, because we need a babysitter um, or, or I just need, I really need to do what you do and just get better at filming myself. But I I've had quality issues, so I haven't quite figured those out. What do you use? What is your camera? So we had a really nice Canon and it just suddenly broke. So I've been filming on my iPad and I found that it's quality is just as good. Mm-hmm. But not if you use the reverse cam. You have to use yes. the regular cam. But the, the only one. problem with that is if something happens and the video stops, I can't tell. Yeah, you have no idea or if the, the storage fills up. Yeah, exactly. Like those, those little things that are big things. Because if you only get in two minutes of your workout and you've given it all you've got, it's going to be really difficult to refilm. Especially now that I'm scheduling a babysitter to to do it Mm -hmm. and i'm sure people love that what they see of you on the screen that is your workout you're not going to the gym and doing stuff and then coming home and filming for them no these are my actual workouts i i do not have a gym membership haven't Mm -hmm. had one in years and years so if they want to be health health um uh healthy and fit like melissa bender you do these workouts with me i like that Mm -hmm. and they're always real time which a lot of people do and i've done these before too where you feature maybe five exercises and Mm -hmm. you you cut them up Uh, my old i use the iphone 
X now. Is that what it's called? I, I mm-hmm. call it the wrong thing, which is dumb. But everything is now condensed into my iPhone because I use GoPros for so long. Mm-hmm. And it took me hours to export and edit. Now with this iPhone, it takes me about 15 minutes, the whole thing. It's so much pl- easier. And there's not all these disparate parts. And mm-hmm. the GoPro was very good. But the, the quality on this new iPhone is far superior to the GoPro. It is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it it's amazing incredible. how good it actually is. Like I, I thought that our our last camera was, you know, top of the line. It was, it was a pricier camera, and really the the iPhone and the iPad do just as well or better. They do, and they and Apple will just keep making them mm-hmm. better each time. Each new release, it'll be. I'm always interested in the cameras, and it's yes. funny you said that about the reverse camera because I used to use that. I'm like, why does it look kind of blurry? I don't understand that. And my mm-hmm. best friend, Stefan, who's a tech guy, I've had him on this podcast a number of times. He says, no, no, you have to use the real one. The real one is the fancy one. The other mm-hmm. one looks good, but you're going to notice a difference right away. But it's true. You don't know what it's doing. You could be, you don't want to do too long of a workout because it might just stop. And then 20 minutes after you realize that. Exactly. All right. Well, let's finish. I, I write out about 22 different random questions here. We're not going to do all of them. I do like two or three, but I, this is a nice way to end the podcast. And I said earlier, as I said, uh, would definitely like to have you on uh, at a later date because I wrote down about uh, 30 more things I wanted to discuss with you. Uh, I think a lot of it's my own personal desire because you and I do a lot of the similar things. So I love to pick your brain about that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here's some these questions. Uh, number one, what's your favorite workout song, Melissa? Ooh, my favorite workout song. That's a really good one. Um, <laughs> it changes, doesn't it? It does change. It does change. I really like uh, Keeps Getting Better by Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for whatever reason, it's I like, I like lyrics. I'm really into le- song lyrics. So um, if they have lyrics that like pump me up, or make me feel like, yeah, I am getting better. <laughs> I, I like that they're like cheering me on. Like That's... my son r- sings um, "Run That Race" from Cars when I when I'm running with him, he'll start singing, "We're gonna run that race," and I'm like, oh. okay, we better uh, run faster. We then. better. Maverick wants it. He, I better run faster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. What was your favorite subject in school? Mm, English. I love. I'm. I love reading and writing. Was it so English out- composition or literature? Oh, I love both, but probably composition. I've always oh, wanted to tough. write. I love writing. I'm working on a, a novel, completely non-fitness related, but um, uh, maybe eventually one day someone will want to read it. But first, really? I have to finish it. Yeah. Really? That's a, for the next podcast. I wanted to talk mm-hmm. to you why you're not doing fitness books also. I, I should. I'd love to talk to you more about that and, and pick your brain a little bit about it. Since you're so to. good at that. Well, you know, there's ebooks that you can self-publish or you can pitch to publishers. And, mm-hmm. you know, you definitely have the background. You have a big following, too. I find that's something they want also that you can market. You can self-market yeah. uh, to your people. <clears throat> yeah, the platform. Okay. Oh, I love this question. I used to get asked this. Say that you're walking past a magazine rack. Which magazine do you grab first? Fitness RX. Oh, you knew that already, didn't you? Yeah, I like (laughs) that. I really like it because um, I actually, I haven't looked at magazine racks in a while, but I love that they have uh, like peer reviewed research, research studies cited in their articles. 
I'll have to check that out. I don't know if I've read that one. Yeah, it's good. Check it out next time you're around there. I just I like that uh, when you have the science behind it, because a lot of the especially magazines aimed at women, like 90 percent of its advertisements and then it's so uh, many advertisements. 5% is beauty things. And then, you know, two to five percent is actually workouts. <laughs> you know what I found with women's magazines like Shape? And I think mm-hmm. it's fitness. I used to peruse those. It was 80% ads, but mm-hmm. their workouts were always solid. They oh, would yeah. have great body weight workouts. It was such a shame because they were kind of hidden in yes. all the other minutia of the magazine. Like this should be right in the front. It was calisthenic body weight training, mobility training and cardio training. I, I always would, I'd always tear those out. Oh yeah. I actually have gotten quite a few really good solid moves or uh, ideas from magazines like that shapes a really good one there are a lot of good magazines out there have you I ever just, been have you, know, you been in any of those um so years and years ago i was in a uh, fitness magazine for winning their face of fitness contest i was the uh the like popular vote choice winner uh-huh so that was exciting and then when when after i had the baby but from when i was pregnant cosmo cosmopolitan featured me online as a uh, one of their fit pregnant women <laughs> oh that's <laughs> great <laughs> yeah so that was exciting i i never know about it though until people like post a link they're like hey congratulations for doing for being here and i'm like oh that's so cool isn't that great yeah <laughs> <laughs> like hey by the way did you know you're featured in this article really yeah wow it's um to click on the link that's something the next podcast we're going to talk about uh, pregnancy and fitness also. Cause yes. did we mention, I know in the beginning, cause my wife is expecting in February. So yes. I have a lot of questions for you. I'm speaking with uh, coach Kozak in a couple days also, you know, mm-hmm. uh, from has fit yes. and they just had their second baby. Oh, so I, exciting. I just saw a post and, and, and Claudia looked amazing. I'm like, is that her baby? She just had it because they <laughs> have this professional, it looks so yeah, like a professional uh, photo, but they are fit, you know, fitness people, so they, you know, they, they always look good. So mm-hmm. I want to pick his brain about that as well, because that's their second child, and they're always filming like you and I are, too. Mm-hmm. All right. You want one more? Sure. You mentioned Comic-Con, so I'm going to have to throw this one at you. <laughs> this, this can cause a lot of conflict, too. Star Wars or Star Trek? Um, okay, so I do like both, but I'm going to go with Star Wars. That's, I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. I do like both also. I've actually really gotten into Star Trek the last few years and Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. And I love Klingons. Okay. I'd like to do a Klingon workout. That would be really fun. Wouldn't that be wild? It'd be I mean, very if violent. You, if you if you do it, I'm I'm probably going to have to try it out. Just that would because. be. I have yelled cling. I said kabla once in a video, and a couple <laughs> people got it. Another one of my best friends, Darren. He's a uh he had he's published a couple comic books he's a writer i've known him since first grade that's so cool yeah he did it was called the incredibles no no wait no that's that's the disney that's the movie yeah 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 okay yeah he developed pixar no what is it oh (laughs) i'll have to mention it later he's probably not even listening but uh he and i have a lot in common and he he's comic book guy and he loves sci-fi so he always tells me what to watch he got me on the deep space nine but i grew up with star wars star wars the first movie i ever saw in the theater in 1977 when i was uh, three years old so you can do the math Mm -hmm. 
Oh, that's a that's a good first movie. Oh, it's great. I saw it with my dad, God bless him, and I my sister and my mom went and saw Grease. Oh, and, that's also a good movie. Isn't that so crazy? Like, hey, let's go to the theater and see Grease when it first came out and Star Wars. And I mm-hmm. I don't remember much, but Star Wars like my years in theater has influenced me so much. And I'm talking about the original three Star Wars. I've seen a lot of the other ones, but the original three really mm-hmm. have influenced me. Okay, so you say Star Wars. Very good. Yes. What would Jesse say? Star Wars. Definitely okay. he'd say Star Wars. Okay. Like he liked the new movie, the new Star Trek movies, um, but he wasn't a Trekkie. Okay. Trekkie gets a little more serious. I'm not yeah. that committed. Well, my... One of my uncles was, but I actually, my mom like does not like fantasy and like anything. She enjoys reading, but or in movies, but only if they are realistic based. So I did not, I grew up like, you know, liking the X-Men animated series and Lois and Clark, uh, Superman and oh, things Dean like that. Dean and Terry Hatcher, right? Yeah. My yeah. wife watched that. I never watched oh, it, but so it was good. really popular. Oh yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Um but so totally different world than what my mom likes. So I actually never saw Star Wars until I was an adult. Okay. The original ones, you mean? The yeah, first the original three. ones. Mm-hmm. I would love it's tough to say that to to go back and watch the original three for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like the your favorite song too, you want to hear it for the first time. You you wanna you wanna watch them again, but maybe I'll put I might put Star Wars on after I get off the phone with you. It's already it's dark always, here. It's a good choice. It's dark it is. here too. It is. <laughs> All right, Melissa. Well, look, we'll we'll schedule another time. We got more to talk about. These podcasts, I love it. It's a conversation. We can talk about health, fitness, whatever else pops into our universe here. Because there are health and fitness spawns so many conversations. It's so inspiring, mm-hmm. so many other things. So Melissa Bender, people want to find you and follow you. Where can they do that? You can find me at BenderFitness.com. That has literally every workout that I have done since 2011 is on there. Um, Or on YouTube, it's YouTube.com slash Melissa Bender. And I think on Facebook's the only one that's a little different. It's Melissa Bender Fitness. But if you Google Bender Fitness, everything should come up. It'll all come up because I was doing some research and you're everywhere. That's what all these photos pop up on all these different sites. So you're everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, thank you for being on the Fitness Unleashed with podcast today, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. We were both so excited to talk to each other. We'll have to do it again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If you want to find out more about me, Sean V, you can always go to SeanVFitness.com. Download my free fitness app. Check out my online training program, Sean's Vault, free for 14 days and browse my collection of books. If you've been enjoying the Fitness Unleashed with Sean podcast, please don't keep it a secret. Share it on with your friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, anyone else who comes into your transom. And uh, leave a nice rating. Leave a comment below so I know you're listening. And I look forward to uh, coming at you with the next episode, which will probably be very soon. And it's probably going to be Coach Kozak, as I already mentioned. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time.